there, campers. While we're gathering around the campfire, we just want to let you know we are not what you would call experts. What we do have is a love for researching and discussing the lore of cryptids, creatures, and an occasional spooky woman that can eat our soul. So if you are in need of immediate help with the chupacabra in your yard, please consult someone else. Also, this podcast isn't for kids. These campfire stories can contain graphic and explicit content that may not be suitable for young campers. Solicitor discretion is advised. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Loring, our folklore podcast where we tell you the history and stories of different legends from around the world. Oh, you always you always shake it up just enough. Yeah. I, you, you get too used to the order, so I, I change it up so that it just throws you off a little bit. I think it's just like your subconscious revenge for me doing the church and science yeah. segment. You're True. like this is this is where I'm gonna get her. Yeah, I'm gonna not let Kimmy like be able to like guess what I'm saying with her hands. Sweet, sweet revenge. <laughs> That's how it happens every week, and then I feel <laughs> vengeful, and then it just is a vicious, vicious cycle. <laughs> what it really is is me refusing to read the the script that we have for the intro because i'm like no i got this and every week and then it gets to me and i'm like (gasps) (laughs) i can't remember my part and it's what have i been saying for 47 episodes now (laughs) shit (laughs) what was it listen i can't remember the last episode um it's so funny because i'll talk with people that listen to the show like people i know in small lake city and they're so sweet and they'll like make a joke from an episode and I don't catch it right away. Yeah. <laughs> and I just look at them and they're like, it's from this episode. I'm like, oh my God. I I'm said sorry. that. <laughs> I was like, really? That was yeah, we weird. Kinda, we kind of just zone out for an hour and then all of a sudden we have an episode the next week. I'm not really sure what happens. <laughs> Our editor doesn't even really know what happened. Sometimes yeah. we get messages from him like, are you guys okay? And we're like, oh, yeah. we're fine. We're doing I just wake up in a cold sweat. I'm like, <laughs> Oh, we recorded. I feel like I'm being turned into a meme, and I don't know why. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, let's get into this. Uh, Ryan, what did you find, Loring, this week? Well, I don't know if it's Loring, but um, if everybody could just take a quick moment of silence for my youth. Um, (laughs) I am now 28 years old, which is basically 30 um, at this point. So that's something I got going for me. Been dealing with that for about a week now. Um, am I older than you? Apparently, I don't what? know. I'm twenty. I'm twenty eight as of a week ago. What year were you born? Ninety five. Ryan, I'm twenty eight. Now oh. I'm gonna have an existential crisis. Jimmy, you're old as shit. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> 
I'm entering my true village witch era, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. Looking forward to 30, <laughs> but approaching 30 is terrifying. <laughs> and I feel like 28, you're just, you no longer could be like, yeah, I'm a young person. No, I'm 28 years old. <laughs> so, I, I, I don't know. Age doesn't really scare me until someone else is scared by age. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, I, I, I usually have a crisis for about two weeks every year around this time, conveniently. But, you know, we get through it. <laughs> um, mine's is always like, oh, I guess I'll get some more wrinkle cream, you know? Like, it's never, like, a big yeah. thing for me. <laughs> I've never... Yeah. I've never been big on, like, age. And I feel like it's because I've acted like an old lady with the weirdest crafting obsession since I was seven. <laughs> yeah. I've just always Which, felt old. <laughs> I'm glad you don't, because I think most of my issues with age come from living in Utah for the years mm. that I did. That really, that really messed with my head. Like, Listen. like these 22 year olds being like, "Oh my god, I'm so old! Like, <laughs> what am I doing?" And I'm like, "Wait a minute, what?" And now I'm 28. Listen, but anyway, <laughs> like, what it comes down to is if you get divorced in your early 20s, like, you you can take on the world at that point. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> like, fair all enough. those fears you had of commitment and everything, and you're just like, you know, some people are just crazy, and you accept that at a yeah. young age. You can't fear old age. Maybe that's why I just don't care. I'm like, yeah, things will happen when they happen. Yeah, <laughs> I tried rushing it. <laughs> yeah. negative ghostwriters so. i mean i'm not i'm not like it's not like a terrible fear i have it's right. just every year i'm just like damn another year it just looms like yeah. looms over you like just yeah. peeks in from the doorway occasionally mm -hmm. just to remind you but you know tomorrow <laughs> we'll make it two weeks so uh, we'll be fine tomorrow morning i got a feeling i'll wake up be like yeah 29's not that far away we're fine <laughs> Well, good. You you're doing great. I'm I'm proud of you at your 28 years of life. You you're thank rocking you, it. Thank you. <laughs> um, what did you find alluring this week? Um, I am more anti than I was a week ago. My Hell yeah. My one of my younger brothers and his sweet wifey had number two, and I am over nice. the moon. He is adorable. Um, I will just say his name, his name is Eli, and I love everything about him, and he looks just like my brother did as a baby, which is the trippiest thing ever, like a carbon copy. It's wild, yeah. but they're so cute. He, I, I just got to hold him for the longest time, and that's all I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> I like... I was like, we just got to go see them and see how they're doing if they need anything. And they're doing great. And I, they were like, you want to hold him? And I was like, yes. And I just <laughs> almost fell asleep. It was, that's, I love babies so much. It was just like the most peaceful, relaxing experience. And I, I love it so much being an auntie. Yeah, especially when they're little like that. Like, it's so much fun. He still had the baby scrunch, which is when their knees are all scrunched up and they just yeah. want to lay on you. And it was just like, like, oh. And he kept making, like, little gremlin faces. And I was like, this is this is happiness right here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah, being, being an aunt and an uncle is the best because it's all yes. the fun 
none of the responsibility. I stand oh, by yeah. that wholeheartedly. I, I brought some of the cryptid stickers I've made for the podcast for my other nephew. Mm. And he was so happy about them. It was the cutest thing ever because he loves to like look at art. and It makes my heart so happy because he likes my nice. art. So I was like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway. We'll take over the podcast when we decide to retire. Yeah, he'll be he'll be next in line. Twenty <laughs> something years, yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's my peaceful alluring thing. Good luck transitioning. I believe in you. Nice. Um, you know what causes babies to sleep oh. um so peacefully on their ants? Uh this week's folklore. Let's cue that campfire sound. That was that good. I felt I felt like that was a solid change. You know, I feel <laughs> like your voice was more hesitant versus how solid of a transition that was. Does that make sense? Uh, thank you, thank you. Well, we you know we got there. Um, <laughs> here we are. He's peeping in the door now, and first of all, he spies, as he had done before. Now, the little children's eyes. Then quickly does he throw it, his golden sleepy sand, and all before they know it, are off to sleepy land. What are we talking about? Oh, so, later today when you rest your head upon your pillow, get all snug under your blankets and close your eyes, it's important to know that there's a famous folklore figure that's going to make a visit by your bedside. But don't worry, this figure brings nothing but a world of dreams and the ability to help you get a full night's rest. This week, we will be talking about the Sandman, a traditional character found in many children's stories and books. This legend was a major part of European and Scandinavian folklore during the 17th century, and to this day, these legends have inspired a more popular anti-hero figure that can be seen in many TV shows, comics, and movies. So, for all of our lovely audio, not audio, uh, video watchers, you can see the illustration here on our YouTube channel. And for all our lovely audio listeners, uh, you can check it out by going to our website, alluring.com, looking at our blog, or finding the image on our Instagram. And then I am trying, we will see how this goes, <laughs> but there may be art prints of these, and I may stop doing the drop stick drop shipping stickers and start doing my own come june in our shop oh. so it'll be a little better in price and it's homemade and you're not going through a drop ship for that which will be nice so you can check it all out at alluringshop.com so anyway i really like how this one turned out this one took me a while to figure out because i didn't want to draw a creepy old man in a bottle yeah. But were you humming the Mr. Sandman song the whole time uh, you were writing your notes? Because I sure was. Actually, I was humming, you know, the song The Candyman, but it was like, who can take a nightmare and make oh. it to a dream? Like, <laughs> the Sandman. Huh. Like, that's was what I was singing the whole time. Interesting. It just. 
I didn't know there was a Sandman song, so ちょっと待って。ちょっと待って。ちょっと待って。ちょっと待って。ちょっと待って。ちょっと待って。ちょっと待って。ちょっと待って。ちょっと待って。ちょっと待って。ちょっと待って。ちょっと待って。ちょっ
To this day, the Sandman can be seen in TV shows, movies, and comics as an incredibly versatile fairy tale character. Repeated adaptations. Wow, what was <laughs> I trying to say? Repeated adaptations centering around this mast of dreams helped keep the folklore alive as he's constantly evolved into a new and refreshing character each time with each retelling. From eyeball snatching to helping kids have a restful night, the Sandman is a great folklore legend that shows how stories are constantly changing and morphing over time from one generation to the next. So, the next is the Sandman's name. That one's the most popular for him, but there are a few different versions of his name floating around Europe. Um, you want to try popcorning these? Because I can't pronounce any of sure. them. We got all the koi. Oh, we got John from Sweden and Norway. John Blund, his brother. We got Belgium from South Africa. Just the whole country of Belgium is the Sandman? Maybe I may have misrode a note right there. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I mean, I'm not one to judge. Um, Klaas Vak, <laughs> which is uh, from a Dutch musical. And then the dream man. So, now we got a few different names for him. I'm going to hand it over to Ryan to tell us a famous story about him. And stories do we have. All right. This first one is none other than Hans Christian Andersen's 1841 folktale, Old Likoji. There's no one on earth who knows so many stories as old Lakoji. He certainly can tell them. When night comes up on the children, still in good order around the table or on their little stools, old Lakoi arrives. He comes upstairs quietly, for he walks in his socks. Softly, he opens the door and flick. He sprinkles sweet milk in the children's eyes just a tiny bit. But always enough to keep their eyes closed so they won't see him. He tiptoes behind them and breathes softly on their neck, and this makes their heads hang heavy. But it doesn't hurt them, for old Lakoi loves children and only wants them to be quiet. Amen. (laughs) (laughs) And that they are only when they have been put to bed. He wants them to be quiet so he can tell them stories. As soon as the children fall asleep, old Lakoi sits down on the bed beside them. He's well-dressed. His coat is made of silk, but it would be impossible to say what color because it gleams red or green or blue as he turns about. Under each arm, he carries an umbrella. One has a picture on it, and that one he opens up over good children. They have dream and the most beautiful stories all night long. The other is just a plain umbrella with nothing at all. And that one, he opens over the naughty children. Then they sleep restlessly, and when they wake in the morning, they had no dreams at all. Now you shall hear how, for a whole week, Lakoi came every evening to a little boy named Hjalmar. And what he told him, there were seven of these stories, because there are seven days to a week. Now... We don't have time for seven stories, so we're going <laughs> to tell you three of them. Um, would, would you like to pick a day? Oh, <laughs> sure. I loved, 
I I left these up so you can choose. Um, let me see. A wild card. What's your favorite day of the week? Man, I'm a big hump day person because I think it's funny. Because <laughs> right. we're, the... we're gonna do our hump day story. Okay. All right. Hump day. So, how the rain came down outdoors, Yalmar could hear it in his sleep. And when Old Lequay opened the window, the water had risen up to the windowsill. There was a real lake outside, and a fine ship lay close to the house. Would you like to be uh, Old Lequay? Um, sure. I can try my Bernie voice again. I feel like that's my... This is a, this is, oh wait, yeah, this is an old guy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. If you will sail with me, little H. Jalmar, you can voyage to the distant, (laughs) you can voyage to the distant lands tonight, and you will be back again by morning. (laughs) Immediately, Yalmar stood on his sun, stood in his Sunday clothes aboard the splendid ship. And immediately the weather turned glorious as they sailed through the streets and around the church. Now everything was a great wild sea. They sailed until land was far out of sight, and they saw a flock of storks who had also come from home and wanted to travel to warmer climates. These storks flew in line one behind the other, and they had already flown a long, long way. One of them was so wary that his wings could scarcely carry him. He was the very last in the line. As soon as he was left a long way behind the others. Finally, he sank with outstretched wings lower and lower. He made a few more feeble strokes with his wings, but it was no use. When he touched the ship's rigging with his feet, slid down the sail and landed upon the deck. (laughs) But good news, the cabin boy caught him and put him in the chicken coop with the hens, ducks, and turkeys. The poor stork stood among the most dejected, so maybe not good news, I guess, depending on who he asked. He lived, oh. but at what cost of his pride? You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> Body-looking fellow, said all the hens. The turkey gobbler puffed himself as big as he ever could and asked the storks who he was. The duck backed off and told each other, he's a quack, he's a quack. <laughs> Now, the stork tried to tell them about the heat of Africa, about the pyramids, and about the ostrich. How it runs across the desert like a wild horse, but the ducks did not understand him. They said to each other, don't we all agree he's a fool? Oh, damn. (laughs) Yes, to be sure, he's a fool, the turkey gobbled. As the stork kept silent and thought of his Africa. What beautiful thin legs you got, said the turkey. What did they cost the yard? Quack, quack, quack. The ducks all laughed, but the stork pretended not to hear them. You can laugh too, the gobbler told him, for that was a mighty witty remark. Or was it too deep for you? No, indeed, he isn't very bright. So let's keep on being clever ourselves. The hens cackled and the ducks went quack, quack, quack. And now it was dreadful to see how they made fun of him amongst themselves. But Yalmer opened the back door of the chicken coop and called to the stork. He hopped out on the deck. He was rested now, and he seemed to nod to Yalmer to thank him. Then he spread his wings and flew away to the warm countries. 
But the hens clucked and the ducks quacked and the turkey gobbler's face, face turned fiery red. Tomorrow we'll make soup out of you, said Yalmer. With these words, he woke up his own little bed. It was a marvelous journey. The old Lakoi had taken him on during the night. I'll be the Whoa. first to say it. Fuck, fuck turkeys, you know? <laughs> That's why they're on every single Yeah. Maybe they deserve it. That's, you know? I love that because he's having his dream world and there's like a side dream in the dream world. And the side dream is about the, what's it called? It's when you go somewhere and you're criticized because you're different. There's like a specific word for it, but like, that's exactly what's happening. They're like, yeah, like an alien spaceship coming to earth. And everyone bullying yeah. the alien, and the alien's like, you don't even know half of what I've seen. Look at this nerd who's flying. What a loser. <laughs> Just walk like the rest of us. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. That was pretty good. I <laughs> I love the sassy animals, too. <laughs> Alright, so I'm gonna do my favorite day of the week now, which is Saturday. Okay. Um, Let's do it. Shall we have some stories? Little Hilmar asked as soon as Old Lakoi had put him to bed. There's no time for any tonight. Old told him as he spread his umbrella over the boy. Just look at these Chinamen. The whole umbrella looked like a large Chinese bowl with blue trees oh, and cute. arched bridge on which little Chinamen stood nodding their heads. Aww. We must have all the woods spruced up by tomorrow morning. <laughs> oh, oh, that's a long Said paragraph. All. Okay. It's a holiday because it is Sunday. I must go to church steeples to see the little church goblins and polish their bells so that they will sound the best. I must go into the fields to see whether the wind is blowing the dust off the leaves and grass. And my biggest job of all will be to take down all the stars and shine them. I put them in my apron, but first, each star must be numbered, and the hole from which it comes must be numbered the same, so they go back in their proper place, or they won't stick, and they would have too many falling stars, and one another world would come tumbling down. So that tells me he has fucked it up before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he didn't do this right. And a whole world perished, and he was like, man, I have to do this. Because if I don't, you will die. Little Timmy is what you say to him right now. (laughs) Which is kind of heavy to tell a little kid. (laughs) Yeah, kids just kind of sleep and have a nice story, but... You can't dream because capitalism, my friend. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I say, Mr. Lacoy, said an old portrait that hung on the wall of Hjalmar's bedroom. I am Hjalmar's great-grandfather. I thank you for telling the boy our stories, but you mustn't put wrong ideas in his head. The stars can't be taken down and polished. The stars are worlds, too, just like the Earth. And that's the beauty of them. My thanks, you old great-grandfather, said old Lacoy. I thank you indeed. You are the head of the family. You're the oldest of the ancestors. But I am older than you. I am an old heathen. 
The Greeks and the Romans called me their god of dreams. I have been to the nobles' homes and still go there. I know how to behave with all people, great and small. Now, you may tell stories yourself. <laughs> Polakoi tucked his umbrella under his arms and took himself off. Well, it seems one can express an opinion these days, the old Morgan grumbled, and he all woke up. This is the most boomer conversation ever. I love Two old guys arguing about the old days. <laughs> the little kids there has no concept of financial burden and anxiety. He just wanted a nice dream, and instead two old men just argued about stars, I guess. I don't know. They argued about who knew more, and yeah. this one was, and Mr. Sandman was like, I'm gonna not deal with this tonight. Mr. Sandman went, I don't get paid enough for this shit, tucked his umbrellas, yeah. and strolled right out. <laughs> and I love how it's the talking painting that's like, don't you think polishing stars is a little too far? <laughs> a little bit, yeah. He's like, come on. <laughs> Those are planets. Like, let's 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 be real. Let's be real. <laughs> oh man, these are right, these are delightful. Go, yeah, I'm gonna go back in time to Monday on this. Oh, one. okay. Um, gotta scroll all the way up. Okay, I see it. There we go. Now we're here. Oh, no, I started. Shit, sorry. Yeah, it's, it's the old man right away. <laughs> Woo, okay. Now listen. Oh, Luke said, as soon as he got Hjalmar to bed that evening. First, let's put things to right. Then all the flowers in the flower pot grew to be big trees, oh, arching their long branches around. under the ceiling and along the walls until the room became a beautiful bower. The limbs were loaded with flowers, each more lovely than any rose, and their fragrance was so sweet that if you wanted to eat it, it was sweeter than jam. The fruit gleamed like gold, and beside, there were dumpling, dumplings bursting with currants, and it was all so splendid. Suddenly, a dreadful howl came from the table drawer where Hjalmar kept his school books. What can the matter be? said Olakoy as he went to the table and opened the drawer. It was the slate which was throwing a fit and was ready to fall to pieces because there was a mistake in the sum that had been worked on. <laughs> the slate pencil tugged and jumped at the end of the strings if it were a little dog. It wanted to correct the sum. This poor thing can't rest because the kid doesn't know how to do his math homework. <laughs> this stupid kid is stressing this pencil dog out. <laughs> Another lamination came from Yalmir's copybook. Oh, it was dreadful to listen to. On each page, the capital letters stood one under the other, each with the little letter besides it. This was the copy. Next to these were the letters which Yalmir had written, though they had started to look just like the first ones. They tumbled all over the lines in which they were supposed to stand. See, this is how you should hold yourself, said the copy. Look slanting like this with bold strokes. Oh, how glad we would be to do that, Hjalmar's letter replied. But we can't. We are so weak. Then you must take medicine. Old Lakoi told him. Oh, no, they cried and stood up so straight that it was a pleasure to see them. Now, we can't tell any stories. I must give them their exercises 
One, two, one, two. He put the letters through their paces until they stood straight, more graceful than any copy could stand. But when Old Aquil left and Hjalmar looked in the morning, they were just as miserable as ever. <laughs> that was basically, you ever have one of those dreams where, like, you dream that you're at work and then you wake up and you it's, like, time to go to work? <laughs> I... This is the 1840s version of that. This this is what it reminded me of for some reason, and I think it's just because like I did I did drill, chair, and color guard, and one thing I could never get was my front splits, and it's just like I have super tight tight hamstrings, so like my hips are like fantastic and flexibility, but my I can't do the straight splits. So every now and again, when I get super back into yoga. I'll have a dream that I can do the splits. And then I wake up in the morning mm. and I try it and I can't. And it's the most disappointing yeah. thing ever. <laughs> yeah. So that's what that was to me. I felt that on a spiritual level. <laughs> you just It was basically a nightmare of, damn, my handwriting is so bad. <laughs> that I wish it could just fix itself. And then you wake up, still bad. Exactly. Man, yeah, there but- are uh, four more of those. Um recommend you look them up again those are the hans christian anderson's 1841 folktale old lakoi or lakoji we're not quite sure how to say it um ol <laughs> yeah there was some uh, conflicting there was a lot of conflicting things online i tried to find it but here we are um those are delightful i feel that's the first time not only have we had a delightful story we haven't completely tainted it you know what I mean? Well, there were some ducks, geese, <laughs> and turkeys murdered. But, you know. Some maybe racist farm birds <laughs> on yeah, the boat. In a way, you know. These, uh, these 1841, you know. They, even, so, even even the turkeys, you know. <laughs> even the, There's a reason they're on the Thanksgiving menu now. Like, it all circles back is yeah. what we're trying to say. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, that was delightful. Yeah. Man. Okay. Almost that's... as delightful as this commercial break that we're about to go on because we need water and a second to breathe. Bye. Creating a website without the right tools and support is a lot like dealing with a group of wild jackalopes. At first, it doesn't seem too intimidating, but once you start, it becomes very overwhelming and you'll feel utterly defeated. But don't worry, because Bluehost knows its way around the wild, wild web and is here to help you on your website building journey. Bluehost has everything your website needs from startup to success, and they are there to help you every step of the way. Simply name your website, select a design template, and start building with the right hosting plan. Bluehost provides tons of ways to design your website, along with marketing tools, insightful analytics, and scalable growth. Y'all, I absolutely adore Bluehost because I was able to quickly design a website without having to mess around with a single line of code. Plus, they have hundreds of free and premium website themes to pick from. So it's easy to find one that suits your style and to create your very own website. And on top of all that, they have low monthly rates and a one-click WordPress installation with 24-7 support. With all their tools and support, you can just sit back, relax, and listen to the Wild Jackalopes whistle some jolly old western tunes 
as you easily build a website that can hold its own on the wild, wild web. Plus, our listeners who sign up get a free domain name for the first year. So what are you waiting for? Join Bluehost today by going to our website, alluring.com sponsors and clicking on our Bluehost banner. Again, go to our website, alluring.com sponsors and click on the Bluehost banner to start your website today. Welcome back, campers. Uh, we hope you enjoyed that little break. We are now going to talk about the appearance and some fun things associated with the Sandman. So, this picture right here is another artist's drawing of what they thought Hans Christian Andersen was explaining in his story, which I really love. So, um... This is also his most famous appearance is from this story. And that could be because this is where it seems like a lot of people get the inspiration for modern day retellings of the Sandman. So in this, he's older, lanky gentleman that wears socks, a silk silk coat or cloak, and it changes colors of jewel tones. He also carries around two magical umbrellas that when open, one has a picture to bring beautiful dreams and the other has none. So children who misbehave can have a dreamless, sleepy night. Now, there is also one instance where the Sandman was more like a sand kid. So around 1890s, the Sandman was described as a small man or child in a nightgown and nightcap that matched. He had bags under his eyes and was always sleepy and would carry around the bag in a bag with some small sand in it. Um, I like to imagine it's like a little fanny pack and a kid with like a giant like t-shirt that just looks so done with the world because <laughs> that seems <Yeah. laughs> adorable to me and a little bit on brand. Um, still, <laughs> the most popular appearance to this day is the older gentleman with sleepy eyes who helps those enter peaceful slumber after a long day. Though there is the occasional dark figure Sandman that resembles a more shadow person appearance, we don't see that as often as this traditional one. So now, most interesting thing about the Sandman is how diverse this character is and how diverse it's become over time. So what started as a delightful joke flipped into something much more malicious and back into something delightful. So this character's personality is dancing from one end of the chaotic spectrum to the other. That being said, I want to go over some of the abilities of the good and evil version of this entity of dreams. So first, starting with the more vicious version of Sandman, here's what he got. Do you want to popcorn it? I know that's kind of fun for us to do. Yeah. Um, Ripping out eyeballs of children not asleep by midnight and bringing them back to his iron nest home on the moon to eat the feed or feed its children. You know, fun stuff. (laughs) The thing is, this one just brings up a lot of questions to me. Like, who or what are his children and why Mm -hmm. do they want eyeballs and where did he get the children? (laughs) Those those are questions. Um, we some things you don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> so questions we'll never truly have the answer to, but just things to ponder late, late at night. Uh, the next is like Dale from King of the Hill throws sand in the eyes of children. 
who refuses to go to bed, so they become blind. Then tosses them in his sack, much like a holiday figure we know, and then takes them back home as a meal for his children. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> whispers TikTok to put its victims to sleep before devouring them. And then chokes them to death by pouring sand in their mouth while asleep and stores their body to eat later. You know, like he's using magical sand to salt some people for jerky. Kind of. <laughs> these are awful. <laughs> so these are the bad version. These are like, if he's evil, this is the evil stuff he does. Okay. <laughs> okay. So this is the worst end of the evil spectrum. But now, now we're going to go to the positive qualities. So when he's written as a good character in the more traditional versions of him, this is what he does. He uses his sand to help get fussy kids to sleep. The sand prevents the eyes from re reopening until morning, so the children will, re will remain in dreamland. Now, this sounds kind of creepy, but it's more like a it makes them like their eyes feel heavy and tired. Not like they want to open it and they physically can't. Creepy energy. Yeah. Um, and then the next is so. Oh, do you want to? Sorry, I said popcorn, and then I'm not even going to let you popcorn. Well, that's fine. Uh, the last one is he <laughs> celebrates rest by gifting people dreams. So not as many positives as the negatives, but they're not pretty, quite. pretty powerful positives. Are they? Do. Sleeping Does is a good positive. Does rest by giving people dreams um, counteract ripping out the eyeballs of children who aren't asleep by midnight? Um, it just seems like one's a bit of an extreme. The other's kind of like just a courtesy. <laughs> yeah, I can't really, you know, he's honestly not that hot. So I'm not going to sit here and justify the actions of one over the other um yeah so yeah i agree with you is where we're gonna leave that but <laughs> you, know, you say he's not hot but hear me out <laughs> do you make them so because <laughs> that's a pretty hot sandman if you ask me i don't know how the hell you made that so fast <laughs> If we if we ever do a live show, you have to have access to a laptop the whole time and <laughs> just stream something to the screen. Just so uh, for our audio listeners, this. we have Dale from King of the Hill as the Sandman, uh, crudely photoshopped together. Uh, that's beautiful! Wow, that like reminds me of the never-ending story that really changed me. <laughs> <laughs> man so <laughs> suddenly um, his actions seem justified son they are all justified he may be a, li yeah. a little charming give me <laughs> <laughs> got me there <laughs> who would have thought <laughs> okay now we're going to shift back to evil sad man so because <laughs> i want to talk more about this eyeball snatching fiend so in the That's short right. story <laughs> what? It's like, and you're like, got your nose, but it's like, got your eyeball. Got your eyeball. Oh. Oh, boy. Oh. He, he does like the coin magic trick behind your ear and you're just screaming. 
If only you could see, this would be a really good magic trick. Um, so the short story of Theater Sandman is both a blend of science fiction and fantasy. So this was the German tale we kind of brought up a little earlier. And it starts out with the lead character describing an old set of events from his childhood, which includes his nurse telling him a terrifying story about the Sandman who throws sand in children's eyes to make them fall out and then feeds them to his own children on the dark side of the moon. Now, this oddly threatening story is reinforced shortly after when a strange man who secretly visits the boy's father each night threatens to cut the young boy's eyes out for daring to peek in on the visit. Instead, the man beats the boy soundly after the boy's father begs him not to blind the son. So, days later, the boy's father is killed in an explosion during one of the secret nightly meetings and the threatening man disappears. The real story is now introduced. So the lead character is now ground and believes he has once again encountered this threatening man who he believes killed his father. From this point forward, the story never talks about the Sandman again, which could make it seem like the legend is more of the nurse's way to warn the boy to mind his own business. But this version of the Sandman left one hell of an impression on how he was seen. So even though he was just part of the first part of the story, it made a major impact on people making a character not good constantly, but also making it so it can be like evil or sketchy kind of personality, which I think is super interesting. So um, Hoffman's story was a one-off yeah. use of the Sandman and that German readers would have recognized as just an inventive use of a going idea. Plus the story... <laughs> The story is really good. Um, it was very popular and was a must-read throughout Europe at the time. Now, though this idea of the Sandman was strange and scary, there was a time in England when ghost stories were told as part of Christmas festivals. So this creepy tale fits right in. It's like kind of like snowy, wintry based in the story. This is when it was being thrown around Europe and everyone was loving it. And it was fantastic. So super cool this was like me more just wanting to talk about a character i don't normally do this for episodes but i just really liked the spooky sandman idea i thought it was a really fun yeah. one so now speaking of christmas another important role the sandman's alleged connections is with good old saint nick and i have put a picture here just for ryan <sighs> dare you <laughs> i don't um, know how you do tr that tr so trigger funny. warning the santa claus <laughs> it's coming people hold your breath christmas in july not even july in may folks um <laughs> man i feel like all the memes this episode are just gonna be dale from king of the hill <laughs> If you ever want to see a movie that's just entirely wrong about everything Sandman, check out the Santa Claus 2, I believe this is. This is 3. 3? Three. Oh, oh, boy. <laughs> There's 3 of them. I don't even think you've watched this. <laughs> oh, no, I have. I have. This is the one with Jack Frost. <laughs> the repressed memories are all coming back. Oh, so... Anyway, I wanted to show this image 
what they're like in the story is different from what I'm going to say, though. So if you've ever wondered how Santa is able to keep tabs on every little boy and girl throughout the year, that's because he has a man, or as I'd like to say, a shadow, doing some inside work for him. So while the Sandman goes from one child to the next, his shadow, who is actually Santa's shadowy sidekick, is keeping an around-the-clock surveillance on those who have been naughty and have been nice. So, throughout the year, his shadowy co-worker gives him all the tea and helps him make the holiday season go by without a hitch. So Santa has hired the Sandman Shadow to do a side gig throughout the year, is what's happening. Yep. So, if you our kid you shouldn't be listening to this podcast but i see our 17 through 20 age range is going up so all of you listening right that's 18 19 20 they're fine they're like adults so but i know if you're listening you probably have a little sibling that listens too because i know how it works because i am an older sibling and the little siblings listening if you are on santa shit list and you're like i need to fix this just bribe his shadow Bribe mm-hmm. the Sandman shadow. You you don't have to worry about old Saint Nick. You just gotta... I don't know what the Sandman shadow likes. Maybe crystals or some shit? He seems like a, a crystal? A crystal shadow entity? I don't know. Maybe give him memes of Dale from King of the Hill. He'll really enjoy that. <laughs> Probably. That part's true, actually. So, anyway. That's how to get on Santa's good side this year, folks. Now, the next question that we have is, why sand? Well, it's believed this magical sand is the only way people could get to sleep and enter dreamland. Though most legends say that the sand left over the morning is a result of someone having a good dream, in the German version, the sand seemed more as a punishment for not going to sleep on time or being fussy throughout the night. So there's another reason why his sleeping dust is referred to as sand. And this leads us to Ryan's favorite segment. The one he wakes up to every day so excited about. It is time for is it science or is it the church? All right. Well, you already talked about the Santa Claus today. So God is clearly dead. (laughs) Um, So... (laughs) to go with uh science today because i feel like for some reason people are probably waking up covered in sand and trying to figure out why (laughs) well ryan you you have done it the sounds of a joyful camp counselor mothman echo through the air in celebration So I was right, God is dead. You were right, God is dead. Um, so since the Sandman is believed to be part of an idiom, we don't know much about him, but we do know his connection to sleeping dust has a logical explanation. So whether you yeah. wake up from a good night's rest, you'll notice there may be some eye crusties that accumulate oh. during the night. Well, when one goes to bed and closes their eyes, the eyelids and tears go into cleaning mode. Since they stay firmly closed while resting for long periods of time, tears watch over your eyes as they move around during the different sleep phases. During this, the tears pick up dust, old cells, mucus. Oh, I forget mucus is like 
lubrication for the inside of the body constantly and i hate that um (laughs) (laughs) well it cleans that up cleans up bacteria and any other small foreign substances in your eyes the closed eyelids guide the goop to the end of your eyes and they end up in the corners near your nose and along your eyelashes so the same cleaning process happens throughout the day when you blink however during these hours, the goop doesn't get a chance to accumulate. So you don't get all that sandy gunk around there. Yeah. Um, typical eye goop, which is properly called real, isn't a sign of any eye condition. And you can simply remove it with warm water and a damp washcloth. So now due to the consistency, these are commonly referred to as leftover sand dust from the Sandman's visit. Even though it's actually just our eyes doing some cleanup so this is the first time where like i science is completely right like yeah that one actually yeah that checks out yeah like also, the sandman's a fun legend yeah. and there's a scientific explanation to what really is going on that's it yeah that's fair also please wash your eyes in the morning because that's just nasty yes my my rabbit i like I clean her eyes every day with a little washcloth mm-hmm. because when she was little, she used to do it, but I would get worried she would scratch herself. So she stopped doing it. So now I have to do it. But whenever I have someone bunny sit her, she cleans her own eyes. So she just has me do extra work. Yeah. I was going to say that's uh <laughs> that might be on you. That's, yeah. a, that's, a, that's a top behavior right there. <laughs> so cute i'll do it and yeah she, like, there it is and that's why leads into me and she like mother, please i can't do this myself <laughs> please mother <laughs> that's the voice she does it too. I just, <laughs> she, and she'll like because when mother. they're like groomed they like make this like chewing purring sound so she makes that sound and like flicks her tongue like she's so happy and i'm like ah yes anyway that's my my cute bunny fact of the day. <laughs> well, now that you've heard our new segment, cute bunny fact of the day, let's move to our other segment, which is <laughs> modern takes with Ryan. There's the little. That's the sound we need. All right, and I actually have one today. Um, so there's a show on Netflix seen here for our video uh, watchers. Um, called the sandman which is based off the dc comics by the same name by neil gaiman um which came out between 89 96 so not too long ago um now let me just say the story is very inaccurate to actual like sandman (laughs) lore and has a lot more to do with like fighting demons and like reclaiming his sand kingdom yes than it does with actual like going around putting people to sleep but in the first episode they accidentally capture the sandman trying to capture a different entity which i won't say because i don't want to spoil the show and because of that it causes like a plague basically of people who just fall asleep and keep sleeping forever right yep um so that part seems like a decent, um, accurate thing. I don't know what would actually happen if the Sandman got caught. Tim Allen would 
just be in a lot of trouble. <laughs> there would be a fifth Tim Allen movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> About saving the Sandman. That's what, that's what it would be. But yeah, if you want a show that is loosely based off of the lore of the Sandman, check it out. It's on, I'm pretty sure it's on like... Netflix, Netflix everywhere, not just yeah. the USA, but you know, the internet exists. You can find it. Um, yeah, that's what I got today. Go check it out. It's so good. I, I like. I don't think I've ever talked about it on this podcast, but I grew up on DC Comics, which yeah. is kind of why I'm a little Marvel snooty. Like yeah. Marvel's good, but I grew up on Batman and. Poison Ivy and Nightwing and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So like I was really excited and I it's not the comic. The comic's really cool. It's very it gives very cure vibes. So if you like the cure, yeah. you will like this comic a lot. Actually, I watched this show and had no idea it was a comic book. Really? <laughs> yeah, I was I was not really a DC person. They did, um, they did pretty good. Like, of course, I've learned to look at, like, how they do things as, like, retellings instead of... Yeah. So, like, that's how, like, I process. And I think they did great. I I was really excited. I It's wild. It's so addictive. I may watch this one again because I actually super enjoyed it. Yeah. But it's a, it's a very fun show for sure. Um, oh, and it, it's, it gets so good. It Like, there's, like... Oh, I don't even want to say it, but towards the end, there's like a twist with everyone, and I was like, "Oh, I was like, everyone needs to shut up for five minutes." It's so. And good. this man's naked for basically the entire first episode. So, oh you yeah, know, if you're so, into that, like, that's check why it out. I start watching it. Like, yeah. I know what I'm about. <laughs> Literally the entire first episode, I was like, "Are they gonna give this man a robe?" Like, they, they never him. did. <laughs> Just huh? him. They didn't summon Just... a fit. <laughs> yeah, eventually. Um, just lots of shadows <laughs> yeah lots of shadows he was yeah good thing he had a shadow um but One yeah um shall we get to our announcements before Ooh, yeah. we move on to our alluring alignment chart yeah let's do it oh can you do the owl hooing that's the sound oh, i want i sure can oh that's what? I thought I said an owl hooing. Anyway. Sorry. Well, the owl. But listen, listen closely. Oh. <laughs> I, I was wrong. I will take that L. That was, I was like, where's the who? How dare you? <laughs> no, that was on me. Um. Anyway, you want to Speaking start? Speaking of who, um, y'all, the annual... Alluring Summer Camp Bash is upon us because it's been a whole rotation around the sun since the last one, which is just wild. Um, And we are celebrating not one, but two whole years of podcasting. That being said, we do have two major announcements. The first one is that the candle pre-order has been extended. So we have extended our candle pre-order deadline. So if you haven't gotten yours yet, you can. Um, And this has nothing to do with the fact that I realized I'm going to be on vacation for two weeks. And 
we are going to send and make the candles till after I come back from vacation, which is also why we're pre-recording a few episodes yeah. today. So this gives you guys some more time to order. Um, reminder, we got three candle scents. Now listen, I know you're, you must be like me. Like I can't even smell these candles. Why would I pay money for candles? I can't smell. Well, like you could just believe in us, you know, like we believe in folklore mm -hmm. and Ryan occasionally believes in a cryptid. You know what I mean? These we candles got... smell as good as Bigfoot looks. That's right, folks. And we're talking about 70s charming Bigfoot that ended mm -hmm. up in some mm -mm films. You know what I mean? So we got three cents. We got the cryptid campfire. It has a little bit of one. rum, rustic wood, and evergreen. This is the one Ryan made. And oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> this this is a cozy motherfucking candle. Um, and let next, me say, oh. this, and it's not because it's my mom, but <laughs> my mom did say, damn, Ryan, that's a good candle. So that's a, you know, right there. Definitely not because she's my mom. That was just straight out of, you know, the, the review. Ryan Moms says, that's mm -hmm. a damn good candle. And yep. if that isn't a good enough selling point, folks, I don't know what is. Um, the next folklore campsite, one I did, it has hibiscus, honey, mahogany, and evergreen. And it just smells, it's what you would want when you take a nice relaxing bath. That's what you want the whole mm -hmm. bathroom to smell like. Mm -hmm. A little bit florally, very relaxing. A little, it feels like you're taking a ritual bath under the full moon vibes. And I know that because I have done that with it already. Um, and then the final is The Lost Camper, which was made by the candle maker we are working with, which is sage, lemongrass, cedarwood, vanilla, and balsam. So this this is the cologne Bigfoot wants mm -hmm. in his life, you know? Just... If you can find Bigfoot, please let him know because I heard he stank. So take this candle with you. When you go cryptid hunting, mm -hmm. and you know what? You you see him, and he runs away. You go, no, 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 no. I got sure. something for you. Yeah. Put the camera away. Give the man a candle. And you know what? Then you can get as many pictures as you want. Now he's all relaxed. Mm -hmm. He's got mm -hmm. the candle vibes. Everything is good. Mm -hmm. So these will be pre-orders. Um, they are available for a limited time in the shop. They close May 17th because we will be hand-making them the next day, and then shipping them a few days later. So get yours while you can at alluringshop.com. We are also having new goodie bags added to the Patreon. Regardless of what tier you join our Patreon at, you'll now get a lovely campsite welcome kit. It, is, it includes a holographic alluring sticker, an adorable Mothman sticker, and... A postcard. So now you can get a little bit of alluring swag and help support the podcast. And this, it has a, like, official campsite membership card. Mm -hmm. And I made it so it's, like, glittery holographic on the back. So, like, you go to your parties, you know, and someone's like... I work in marketing and someone's like, I'm a doctor. And you're like, you know what I am? You go in your wallet and you're like, I'm an official camper 
of alluring and you flip it and they're like, oh, you have a business card. You're like, not just any business card. You flip it and it's holographic and they'll get lost in the magic of it. Mm -hmm. I thought I had my wallet with me. I do not, but it is, it stays. There's my driver's license card right behind it. Perfect. Yep. And then, oh, and now it's my turn. So, um, head over to Patreon, support the show and learn more about what you could get for supporting an indie podcast like us today at patreon.com slash loring and now the final summer camp bash thing is we're going to tell y'all how you can get some more bonus entries in this month's giveaway giveaways now see listen we so we see the drop off points when y'all are listening and you like to skip this little segment no shame um but the lore report is not just a sponsor break this is us telling you alluring only news such as shop updates, patron updates, major show milestones, and giveaways. So it's stuff you'll want to listen to stay in the alluring loop, which I guess if you skipped this part, you're not going to hear that. So let your friends know <laughs> to not skip this part. <laughs> that being said, we want to reward you for listening to these. So we are having a few giveaways happening on our social media channels this month because it is the Summer Camp Bash for all of our giveaways during summer. Um, my bad. For all of our giveaways during the Summer Camp Bash, to get two additional bonus entries, all you have to do is go to our Instagram and comment some emojis. Let's say if you comment the little, like, camp emoji, you know, you know what I'm talking about, where it's like little a little campsite. campsite. Yeah. Comment that so we know you listen to the low report and you'll get your little bonus entry. And um, if... If you do it where you go, like, spam, like, a bunch mm -hmm. of, like, the illustrations and then do that comment on a bunch, that's how I see it. Because if you yeah. just do it on one, sometimes it, get lo it gets lost in the void. But if you're... Spam has the worst notification section in the world. It's awful. But if you go and you just go, like, go... You go... Doo -doo 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 -doo. I realize the, the click sound may not come through because I have a noise counselor on. If you go... Doo -doo 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 -doo, and like a bunch of the illustrations and then like comment the campsite emoji like bloop 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 i'll see it and then mm -hmm. i'll put it in you'll get two extra bonus entries just for listening to the most important part of our show so amen amen okay let's do this alignment chart oh okay so if I would have read your parts, which I try not to do when I um, am doing my alignment chart, this would have moved up to uh, uh, evil for sure. Really? Um, just because the amount of eyeballs getting cut out of people's heads <laughs> is not cool. Um, but the story times that we had i thought were pretty fun there weren't really any like laws that were followed it's just a dream which i feel like dreams are chaotic anyway right. so i said chaotic good you for some reason also said chaotic good despite eyeballs being cut out which because... i have a theory as to why well what's your <laughs> you gotta she stop was dale the whole time. <laughs> yeah because dale is from King of the Hill is definitely my type, obviously. <laughs> no, um, the reason I <laughs> he keeps flashing him. <laughs> the reason I put, <laughs> I put 
fun of as good is because the bad one was sandwiched was sandwiched between the two. I can't, I can't do this. I can't, he keeps flashing the deal. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, I can handle that a little bit more. Okay. <laughs> I just put the photo of Dale over his face. So that's where I'm at right now. I put him as good because there was like the traditional and then there's the one-off story of him being evil. And then he went back to traditionally being good. So that's uh, the eyeball one, totally chaotic evil. Like yeah. I would actually lean in like a little bit more towards neutral evil because he does have his rules he follows to mm-hmm. be evil. So, like, but I feel like that was just, like, a one-off thing. I feel like there was so much more good stuff in this episode than, like, constant conflict, you know? Yeah. So, and I think I really need to start going back to my roots where I just completely ignore your part of the episode. Yeah. You know what I mean? You gotta ignore the stories, because the stories are always fun and whimsical, and then you're like... But the real thing is they're a murderer. <laughs> right. And I think I got a little clouded because, like, I've, I've been doing the stories and I'm like, you know, maybe. Because stepping back and realizing it now, I may have fucked up because I do think I would have put it a little bit more towards. I think I would have put it a little bit more towards evil, actually. Not completely yeah. evil between, like, evil and neutral. Just because there was that one instance where he was really, really bad, and you can't mm-hmm. come back from that you too can't well. Come back from cutting people's eyeballs out and feeding them to your children. Yeah, yeah. It's like, well, I donated a thousand to a to a dog shelter. It's like, but you you've kicked puppies before. Like, yeah. it doesn't balance out the way you want it to balance out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well. All right. Uh, well. We're in agreement here, so yeah, we, we gotta enjoy it while we can. Uh, I'll I'll go back to strictly putting the character based off the history. That's what I need to go back to mm-hmm. my roots. I've learned that today. Um, so we'll we'll head off. But before we head off, let's do some episode takeaways. Do you wanna you wanna go first for this one? Yeah. Um... Tim Allen killed God. <laughs> and Dale is the modern day Sandman. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. So much for listening. That's it. That's been our show. <laughs> Just have the most alluring day ever, and we'll catch you in the next episode. And that's all for this episode of Alluring. Thank you for taking a seat around the campfire and listening. If you want more Loring, go check out our website, Loring.com. That's A-L-O-R-E-I-N-G.com. You can also find us on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Discord. If you have any questions, folklore, cryptid sightings, or urban legend you would like us to discuss, email us at alluring at gmail.com. If you like this show, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. It's the best way to help support us and spread the word. Special thanks to Lane Hammonds for our music. If you'd like to show your support and have access to bonus content not posted anywhere else, visit our Patreon page today at patreon.com slash and help us keep the firewood burning. Bye-bye now.